Hi everyone, Dr. Maria Sampalis. Thank you for joining the live event. I have Dr. Christy Nguyen with us today. We're talking about you know personal branding. Dr. Nguyen is no stranger to personal branding and to internet social media and, and building a brand. So it's such a pleasure to have Dr. Nguyen today and how what, what we can learn from her uh, in building a personal brand and an online presence. Hi Maria, thank you so much for having me and I'm excited to share what I know. For those of you that do not know Dr. Nguyen, um, she's board certified optometrist, um, currently um, serves as a contract doctor in uh, Kissimmee, Florida, and uh, graduated top 10 of her high school class with honors, um, went to obtain her bachelor's of science degree in the University of Houston in Texas, and then completed in 2005 uh, optometry degree from uh, Nova Southeastern University. And um, you know she had, has internships throughout the throughout the country, and is is involved in a lot of different associations: American Optometric Association, Florida Optometric Association, Young ODs of America, Optometry Divas, Central Florida Opt Optometric Society. Um, so many um, different um, ambassador roles, executive board. Um, tell us uh, uh, what else you do besides just just being an optometrist. Uh, what, what are your uh, what are some um, products brands that you're an ambassador for? Well, let's just say I started as a doctor and then support, so I started skincare to the line, and that made me kind of you know develop some personal and professional um, branding that I utilize, and within that I started to brand myself, and then I, I kind of just blew up in the optical industry because I guess there's not a lot of doctors who is um, dominant in the field, especially on LinkedIn. So I you know, started reaching out to me. So one of the other things I do is I model for an eyewear brand called Kuzuku Lunettes. Um, it's an independent eyewear brand based out of Boston, but made in Japan, uh, made for Asian fit bridge noses. So that was amazing. Then from there, I just continued to move into the um, industry. Um, I work with an um, Asian Pacific magazine called Cookie Magazine. It stands for, I mean, it does, talk about a lot of different optometry out of Asia, but again, I share the input from the U.S. I will be attending their second expo coming in August in Da Nang, Vietnam, so that's really in, um, fun, so I'm looking forward to that. And then I'm also part of the Optometry Divas for the last couple of years, and I'm the Orlando lead ambassador there, so we promote this organization that helps empower, promote, and connect other female optometrists throughout the country, so that's super exciting. We actually have our um, annual retreat this weekend. Super excited. Can't wait to meet some of our divas from around the country there. I'm also um, the brand ambassador, best brand ambassador for an independent European magazine called Imagine M. So that's going to start off because of COVID. We kind of you know, not doing much, but we're going to start kicking off soon. And that's based out of Italy. We have some um, people in Canada that's helped promote that um, magazine. Um, I also help a small company based out of Texas that does applications that you can apply to frames to help bring about a new look for a very affordable price. And it's a fun, fun little application that you can apply. Um, I don't know. I think that's the newest one is to be part of something called Frames Library. It's a virtual 
um, basically a virtual try-on for um, small companies to basically promote their eyewear to, again, allow them to offer their merchandise to so without actually having to stock multiple frames in their office. So that's super exciting. Um, and I think that's not it. For <laughs> that, yeah, that's not just it. I mean, that's a big list. I mean, and social media, I, I would assume helps you kind of grow your presence and become an ambassador for this. Can you tell us uh, why you think personal branding is so important? It's super important because, again, before customers reach out to you, they want to know who you are as a person. So if you're only trying to brand a company, it's much harder not to have that personal touch. So when you brand yourself first, there is that, you know, almost like a, a, a in-person connection first. So when you're doing it that way, I think it does go much longer and farther than just branding a business by itself in, in, in that sense. And I think that, you know, you can definitely tie the two together. You don't have to share too much of what you don't want to share personally, because, you know, believe it or not, I'm actually a, a huge introvert. So I, I don't share too much personally. I, I pick and choose what I want to share on uh, social media because I know what I put out there is public information. So I try not to share too much about my family. I need to protect my kids, you know, exactly where I live, things like that. I don't share too much of that. People know generally where I am, but they don't know exactly every little detail that I'm, you know, what that I'm doing. Yeah, I think that's important. For the young ODs coming out of school, you know, personal branding is important. I think LinkedIn is a great way to do that professionally. Yes. And, you know, you know, maybe promoting your, you know, patient uh, clinical case, um, you know, a, a positive win for optometry, just posting articles that you read and you think is important just to get your kind of name out there. Yes. And, Personal brand is like what people, how they feel about you, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and off being authentic. And I think that's important, right? You want to be you. You can't be something, you can't be a stranger. You can't, you, you is what attracts certain people to your yes. audience, right? Yes. So, so you may try to copy other people, but that's them. You can't copy, you know, I can't go out and copy you, Maria, because you have this thing all about corporate optometry. So I can't go out and duplicate that. I have to see what else I can do that would, you know, that I feel passionate about that I can stand for and I just you know go with that so each of us do have a role to play and we all have a passion that we can share and we don't always have to share the same passion but it's all part of optometry and it just makes us more unique that way yeah it's cor corporate optometry started because you know I felt that there was a need for it I was in the setting and, and didn't have any resources and kind of just bouncing ideas off and seeing what, what is going on so it, it, it grows from passion and what you want to do if you didn't, if I didn't like doing this, it would never have evolved to what it is, right? Um, so it is, you follow your passion, what you, what you want. I mean, you're doing other things in optometry um, as well as different. Um, so you're finding what you're passionate about, what you love. I mean, you can't continue to do this and see patients if you don't love what you do. Exactly. For me, For I like to little guys. So I like to promote independent brands and, um, you know, and just help them spread awareness about what they have to offer. If, if ODs want to get started on, you know, social media and building a brand, what is some advice you can give them to get started? Um, LinkedIn is a perfect platform. A lot of people overlook LinkedIn and I, I know a lot of people overlook it. So that's the, that's the, that's the platform that I jumped on, but you just want to, like I said, you want to put something out there that, you know, share that showcase what you like and what you love. And when you do that, you know, people can, uh, they can feel that across 
the the internet pages you know they can tell that you love this stuff and you keep sharing it over and over and again you want to just bring in a different vibe to it you don't want to make it boring i mean don't just put a picture up and just leave it at that that's not really you know personal branding personal branding is putting your little touch on there putting your face on the screen so that people will recognize you if they see you in person um so so that, that's the most important thing is if you showed up at a I know and if you they don't then you actually brand your business so that'll make it yeah, so personal branding is also important. It's not just for just getting a job and optometry, getting the next position, being recognized. It's also you can use it for your practice too. Exactly. Right? So if you're getting your information out there and you want to be the expert, I'm in Rhode Island. And you want to be the expert in Rhode Island for optometry or eye care, um, then you need to you need to you have your Facebook page or your website, and you yes. need to keep promoting that. It's it's a weekly thing. It's or maybe a monthly thing, depending how busy you are. But you have to continue to promote content, right? And yes. it doesn't have to, it has to be about you, what your passion is. So let's say you want to do dry eye in Rhode Island. I mean, you want to continue to have content, put pictures, think like your personal touch, like you said. Mm -hmm. um, so this branding is not just for social media influence, but it's also for your optometry practice because patients yes. are out there, they're searching. They and are. once you post this content, it's, it's, it's always there. People can always find it if they're looking for it. Right. So, I mean, things that you can include is maybe just a, 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 even your back looking at a patient while you assess their dry eyes. I mean, it doesn't matter. You just have to be somewhere in that picture so somebody can recognize, oh, that's her hair. Oh, that's her back, you know? Oh, she loves wearing red shoes and her red shoes are always in the picture. It doesn't matter. But that's how patients do find you. I mean, I had a patient reach out to me and said, you know, doctor, when I looked you up on LinkedIn before I came into this exam and I kind of looked at some of your posts just to get a vibe for who you are as a doctor and i can say i'm pretty impressed and i'm like good because i would hate if you were disappointed <laughs> no that's great i mean I, patients are searching you whether it's they're googling you they're using facebook they're using linkedin they're finding you and you're right you, linkedin is underutilized in our profession a lot of doctor younger doctors are on instagram they're on facebook some of the things i see on instagram sometimes you know there's certain you know spring break picture i mean they need to clean those up they i mean you're going to be a colleague and you, patients are going to find you on those um channels i mean it needs to be professional um and then you need to have a separate account too maybe it's with your close friends if you want to promote those things or share that stuff but you want to be personal too i mean you want to have a professional profile um what besides just linkedin um what are some other channels that you find are important for optometrist social media platforms well, I see gravitate a lot which you know where some of the younger crowds are but like I said there is a niche for that TikTok is another one that is very underutilized as well um, so again it doesn't have to be dancing it doesn't have to be you know anything like that you literally can just go on there and really just promote what you know and share but just make it fun again people's attention span is like less than seven seconds that's why they promote five to seven second videos you literally point to what you need to tell them in a bubble and you literally get tons of views and people do respond to some of these posts i have a post i posted maybe months ago about herpetic lesions in the eyes and they ask me they'll ask me questions now it's like you know can you get this they'll ask me a follow-up question on the video i'm like okay that's like months ago but they are still seeing it so you just never know what somebody's researching so if you have it out there hashtagging it correctly people will find your videos and they will reach out to you with questions 
And that's a potential clientele, which means potential income to your practice. That's correct. And 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 now with social media and the internet, there's a lot of resources out there. Patients are getting a lot of information. So some of them are wrong. So you need to be, you know, need to educate. But sometimes it's for you in the local community just to get that information out there. Yeah. Something simple. Maybe it is, like you said, seven seconds, or maybe it's a 30 second, you know, clip that you post on your Facebook or on your website about something so simple like cataracts or something like that, that you kind of go through the spiel every day and now you just put it on a, on a video. Am yeah. I correct? My Wednesday Wisdoms are just short little videos I do between a couple of seconds to maybe a minute. I, I try not to go past a minute because I think that's really cutting people's attention off, but just educating, just something simple that we take for granted every day that we see in the chair. But if 10 patients are are asking it in the chair. Can you imagine how many more thousands out there are wondering the same question and not being seen by an eye doctor? But that could get them in. So you're not correct. your own practice, but you're helping your colleagues getting that patient in because they're, they don't all live next to you. So, I mean, we should all help promote each other. So we see a video from our colleague that is sharing information, tag it, share it because guess what if you're sharing it they're gonna be like oh this doctor knows this doctor and they both know the same thing so maybe i should go and get this checked out so i mean instead of looking at each other as competition we should be helping each other and helping the patients because like i said at the end of the day it's all about the patients and um getting them seen of course yeah it is it's all about the patients it's, it, it really helps our profession if you think about it in big term in the big picture right we're showing everything that we can do in optometry and, 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 you know, every state's a little different with scope, but how it's changed. Um, and I think that's important too, because with this the social media, the doctor's posting information, it helps our profession all yeah. over. Right. So, and, you know, maybe there's a patient that, you know, you're, you don't, you don't want to do dry eye. Maybe you want to focus on glaucoma or whatever the case. That's fine. I mean, you could just tell a patient, Hey, I have a doctor down the street. That's happy to do this. My focus is this, whatever the case is, but we work together. Right. So it's better for the patient for good quality care and 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 social media i think is is a is a great way to kind of you know make you know make yourself a uh, a name in the community or even like globally <laughs> yeah I, I mean i get people me when i walk into a convention half the time i'm still half gone so <laughs> something's working yes of course um what are some challenges you've faced with building your own personal brand well, the most difficult thing is figuring out what to post, when to post it, how to post it. Um, so again, you have to decide which social media platforms you want to target. You can't do five of them or five million. You know, you want to make sure you're you're setting yourself up for success. So choose like the top three that you want to consistently build on, and then you can always repurpose your material. So just because you post on one platform doesn't mean you can't share that same information on the other platforms. And, you know, just make it simple for yourself. You don't have to post every day, but maybe every other day, twice a week, three times a week. But just be consistent so that your audience know that you are trying to put that material out and they will come back on the day when you're putting the content out. Um, and just experimenting. We're always experimenting to see what catches somebody's eye. So, I mean, one video that I would put like, you know, 10 minutes in would get more hits than a video that took me an entire day to put it together. So you just never know what works, what doesn't work, but you just have to experiment and continue, you know, focus on whatever did work and put more of that type of material out. Yeah. I mean, content, content is, is, is super important. I mean, 
it, you're, um, you know, you're promoting your own stuff, original ideas. I think that the the social media uh, platforms, they get better responses for when you have original ideas. You know, people know when you copy each other's ideas or you're just regurgitating. You know, it's, you know, promote you, what you do, what you think, what, whatever, whatever, whatever your message is, whatever you want. Um, yeah. The other thing with social media, too, is something, it, it's great, right? It's great. We have pod, we talk all about the positives. But I, you know, and personally, I've experienced, you know, some negative comments within the thing and, and over the years, um, you know, so that's going to pop up with, with some doctors trying to, you know, build a brand. What is your, you know, advice? You know, Low on battery. Let me grab an extension cord real quick. Okay. I'm just going to be on hold for one minute here. Sorry, I did not in my phone. I'm like, oh, that, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. So how do you deal with negativity um, with, uh, with, with the, um, you know, social media? Sometimes we get some negativity. Well, you just have to move on. So you can't dwell on the negativity because, you know, not everyone's going to be your fan. And that's the most important thing when you're doing these things is you have to understand that you attract a certain crowd and those crowd will support you no matter what you do. And then there's going to be some haters and that's what I call them, the haters. And they're going to hate on you no matter what you do. But if you're promoting just like a lot of positive things there, you're not going to really have that many haters, to be honest with you. Um, once in a while, you'll just have that one weirdo that just makes weird comments anyways. And you just have to delete that person, block them <laughs> so they don't continue following you. But I don't get too many haters. Just once in a while, you get like the random weird person. And like I said, you just have to move on. Don't let it, don't let, don't dwell on it. Because if they're not meant to support you, then they don't need to be part of your life. That's correct. That's correct. And then, you know, some people are just negative in general. And exactly. I always say, if, if you don't have haters, then, you know, you're you not successful. Wrong. So, I mean, I say, bring on the haters. That means you're more successful. So. Right. <laughs> You know, and and you know, it's and and each each channel is, is going to be different. If there's controversial topics, you're going to have different people commenting. If it's other things that you're promoting, fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, you'll get some of that stuff on the internet. Whether or, or doctors get negative reviews sometimes, and they don't understand why. Um, that's also important too, because reviews are kind of part of that branding too. Yes. They kind of brand you. Kind so of move how forward you and, and just so you important. can do better. Respond. Yeah. So yeah. How you so sometimes even with a negative response, you can how you respond to that negative comment can also prove to other future customers how you would treat them. So you don't want to come across as rude. You just want to come across as compassionate and understanding. And, you know, because the customer in our type of profession, even though we're doctors, the customer's always right <laughs> for whatever reason. They're always right. Um, even if they're wrong, they're right. Unless, you know, it's about billing, you know, they may not understand their insurance or something like that. And then they're trying to blame you. But again, that's something outside of our control, which they don't not, they don't understand a lot of time. Um, so again, it's important that we just communicate better. And I think if, if you're communicating well, you're, you shouldn't have a negative um, response from your customers or get a bad review. Uh, you know, same thing if you're training your staff right 
you shouldn't have that bad review. So maybe you have to look into and say, well, why did that patient have a, um, a negative experience at my office? Was it the staff that they interacted with? Was it my tone of voice that day? Did I have a negative, a bad day and I took it out on the patient? Like something happened. So you have to look at it as a learning, a learning experience. Like what triggered that bad response and learn from that? Of course, yeah, communication's key. And that's, that's you know, how people portray you and think of you. So I think that's important. You, you know, you built this platform and, and, uh, and you kind of use that to, to become an ambassador for, you know, eyewear, but you also do skin products mm-hmm. and you've been super successful in that over the years. Can you give us some insight on that? And this sure. thought of building these, this brand and where you got this information from, was it kind of like, as you went along over the years, as doctors look for other ways to supplement income? So a lot of times, you know, when I started to look for another stream of avenue, and that's how I stumbled upon the skincare because I was looking for ways to get better skin, but then make some extra money on the side. Um, and what I didn't realize is with direct sales, they teach you how to brand yourself. So everything I've learned over the years is free from the company. They put out, they pour out to their consultants. They have all these training videos from their leaders. And again, the leaders mean that they they've done they've done the hard work. They've they fig- they know what worked, what didn't work, and they're training you how to do it. All you have to do is plug in. So what I do is on my commute to work, I just put up a training video and I just listen to what they have to share. And I remember that nugget for the next time. And I just do that a couple of times a week. And that gives me information on how to promote myself on social media. And, you know, just little things, I, I take what I like, and if I don't like it and I don't feel comfortable, then I don't. But a lot of times you have to challenge yourself to do something different. And I think the big, that's the hardest thing for a lot of us is, especially if you're introvert, you don't want to get on the, you don't want to get in front of the camera. You don't want to talk to people. You don't want to put your face up there. It's embarrassing. It's hard. But, you know, you just got to get over it, you know. You're, you're beautiful. Everybody's beautiful in their own way. Just get on that camera, share what you have to share, because guess what? Somebody may want that information that you're sharing. It could change their life for whatever reason. You know, I'm talking about just regular floating spots one day and people are like, oh my gosh, I have floaters. I've never understood that. Thank you so much for explaining. I'm like, oh my God, I explained this like 10 million times a day, every day at work. But so we take a lot of things for granted. But like I said, you just have to be comfortable being uncomfortable, being on camera, doing things that you may not want to do. But direct sales, you know, not all companies are the same, but I'm just saying my company does a really good job of having amazing leaders that is willing to help each other out. And they do, they they come on and they train us um, on a daily basis. I have some groups I can plug in daily to get information. And it's pre-recorded, so I can go back in at any time and learn all these wonderful things. And I apply that in my personal branding. And from that personal branding, like I said, that's how your social media can grow. And I would never have been connected to any of these brands if I didn't step outside my comfort zone and showed up on social media and start talking. Um, and I think that's so important. And there's so many different brands out there, but you know, you can't, you have to look in different places for some of these nuggets sometimes. Sometimes it's not right where you think it is. Um, there's not books on it. You know, I doubt it. Um, so again, for me, I just got really lucky to be part of a company that had provided such amazing training. Yeah. So sometimes you have that, you know, person to kind of help you or have that company to help you. And, the, and then sometimes you kind of just stumble upon it and just realize after the fact what kind of impact or what kind of audience you have um, in, in the topic that, that people are looking for. Um for young ODs uh, coming out of school, any advice for them with, you know, social media, um, building, you know, building a brand on 
on social media that you can give advice so to? So if you're if you're new to social media and you're not sure what to do or how to brand yourself, just follow a couple people that you are admiring because there's going to be somebody in the field that you're going to like, man, that person is killing it. I mean, they are just, their game is like point on. And I know a couple of colleagues and you, you know what, the best thing is just to follow them to see what kind of content they put out there, how they're presenting themselves. And you look and you learn. And that's the, that's the thing. You just have to learn. Um, and then you, you just got to create an account and you got to start. The hardest thing is creating that account and starting. But once you start, then you got to make it your job to plug in a couple of days a week to actually keep that account active. Otherwise, it's a dead account and it doesn't, it doesn't count. So um, there's so many people out there. And I am sure if you ask nice enough, somebody will give you some pointers. Uh, so a lot of us, you know, we're, we don't bite. We, we are there to help you. If people text me, which they do all the time, and I just walk them through it. I say, this is how it's done. And this is what I would recommend. But, you know, the thing that I learned is that you want to choose three things that you're passionate about and you want to share consistently those three things in each single, each of your single post. Because if your audience cannot tell what you're passionate about each time they log in, then you're not doing a good enough job. That's right. That's right. Thank you so much for joining us on this live event today. It was such a pleasure to have you. You have been uh, inspiration to a lot of females in the industry with um your your posts and inspiring and 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 positive outlook and 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 the things that you're doing with the ambassador for optometry divas and the other stuff really helps to elevate uh females in the profession so thank you so much for all you do um that is makes you know females better in the profession and optometry better because right. those things are you can't really measure the this it's a big impact you can't really measure it and it's not monetized and you do it for the passion you do it because you want to do it and um so that's why i wanted to have you on today because people like you that need that should be getting more recognition out there for what you do oh thank you so much yeah i just love doing it i mean i'm just happy to share yeah thank you so much